folks. XQ quality, better than HQ, but no one knows what the X stands for, except for extremely good. <clears throat> Here we go. Welcome to episode 230 of Channel Massive. The last episode of this type. Just yes. Don't celebrate yet. You're not out yes. of it yet, soldier. Not the last episode ever. Uh, no, just of this format. We're going to make a bit of a change to our format. And we've talked about it in the past few episodes. But just in case you're just tuning in now, we will be going on a five-year mission to explore... <laughs> Brave new MMOs and multiplayer games, mostly of the free-to-play type, but not necessarily for those of you sticklers. Yeah, uh, Southern Scott. And uh, and so it's going to kick off next week. We wanted to get through the holidays before we did it, so we've been kind of doing the normal format. Um, yeah. But we are prepared. We are going to enter the world of Azeroth, also known as World of Warcraft, I mean Craft, next week. <laughs> and... Um, I'm really looking forward to it, uh, to it. Forward it. I'm really looking forward to it. I don't know about you, but I am. I am. I've got to get my computers all completely updated and patched with the latest World of Warcraft. A fix your Blizzard, Blizzard rules stickers. Yes. Get my Blizzard tattoo reapplied. Now, are you um, having watched the Guild as you have and forcing me to watch it? Um, are you hoping to have an experience similar to that where you meet interesting new people who may or may not stalk you? Oh, yeah. Okay. The more the better. That's, that's a big part of what you're kind of anticipating with this. Yeah, this is really a... a it's not a... It's a desperate group mission. It's, it's, a, it's desperation in the form of a personal mission to acquire more stalkers. More stalkers. Well, the more the better, I've always said, so... Yeah. Uh, they can make a club. Well, yeah, and they can argue who's who's going to be president. <laughs> that's that's most likely going to happen. Yes. Are you are you looking forward to it? I'm I'm looking forward to um, kind of chronicling the humorous things that have always happened when I played these games, especially yes. the fact that we're going to dedicate ourselves to it for for World of Warcraft. We're going to do eight episodes, so eight weeks worth of it. Um, and it's not like we're going to be doing the podcast and playing and trying to make that. <laughs> We're actually going to play it, then put together a podcast with like kind of the highlights and lowlights of yes. what we've done. And that I'm particularly excited about. I'm excited to kind of not only to play it and to dedicate ourselves to it and to kind of, you know, look for the more humorous aspects of the game and to meet interesting and strange and wondrous people, but also to kind of, assemble from all that experience, uh, you know, a weekly show where we go over it. And we never have really been committed to putting that much work into um, something like this before. I mean, I don't think I have. I don't know if you've done it with any of your... No, it's only ever been a segment. Yeah. A full show. So I'm really looking forward to that. I've got Fraps all set up to record the video in case there's any interesting. So we can do, you know, supplemental um, content on the website. Um, which is www.channelmassive.com. And, um, of course, we'll have audio clips from our... We're going to be Skyping while we're playing, so we'll have that recorded. And we can, you know, if there's something interesting, we'll make sure we pull that up to include. Um, uh, Yeah, I I think it's going to be really funny. I've already just started thinking of some of the things that we're going to run into right off the bat and how funny that (laughs) (laughs) You're already laying in wait, setting the traps up. Yes, setting the traps. (laughs) And I've uh, I've managed to acquire enough wealth for you to start out with a battle pet when we start. So thank you. So that'll be nice. Um, I won't. I don't think we'll twink our characters out or anything. Although I have enough if we want to do that. But um, I think it would be cool to have the battle pets right away. So yeah, that's cool. So we can fight each other. Yep. So enough of that prep work. I just wanted to make sure everybody knew what was coming. We're really looking forward. And if you want to join us, yes, most important part. If you want to join us, we are going to be playing on Monday nights. 
from 11 p.m. to 1 a.m. Eastern Time, also known as 8 p.m. to 10 p.m. Pacific Time, on the Arthas server, Monday nights. Right. And we're going to be pandas. We are going to be panda expresses. Yeah, and we're making our characters from scratch starting this upcoming Monday. Starting brand new. Actually, I already made a character, but I'm going to smelt him instantly to good join in the process with you so that we can di- we can discuss the wonderful art options that are now available <laughs> to flesh out our pandas. Yes. Fur them out. Fur them out. We're going to get our inner furry on, fury on. I mean, sorry. Um so that'll be pretty cool. And, we, and we're planning on being horde. In the I think run. we are. You know, we could we, we really it's up to us. I don't know if the storyline for the pandarians will make us lean one way or the other. I don't know. What to expect, yeah. really? I don't remember what level you get before you get to make your choice. So ten. choice, if you will. Um, but yeah, yeah. So so level ten, we'll we'll see where the story has taken us. Um, but yeah, that's that's kind of what we're looking forward to. Yeah. So hopefully you'll join us. If not, you'll just listen to what's going on, and then maybe you'll join us in future sessions. But consider yourself duly warned. Oh yeah, it's true. But other than that, we are going to have one more regular episode of Channel Massive. And that means a nice little intro getting start up. We've got some cool little news stories that Mark has, has a, what's the word? It starts with a C. Cold. Yes, cold. Um, <clears throat> Cultivated or cultivated whatever. Or, uh, I don't know. I've, uh, I've put, put assembled, like much like, you know, the Avengers. Uh, with loving care. With loving care. So uh, and oh, go ahead. And then, and then we'll be telling you what we're playing, and then we're going to kind of as as a good way to kick off the start of the year. This is our first episode we're recording in 2013 before we get into our our free to play tour or MMO tour, or online gaming tour, whatever you want to call it. We are going to just kind of quickly, as quickly as possible go over the list of the quote-unquote best PC games that are scheduled to come out in 2013, according to PC Gamer, right? Yeah, yeah, it's a a massive mammoth PC Gamer article. Yeah, of games I've never even heard of. Like, a lot of them, like you say, were on our radar, but some are just coming out of left field and look really cool. So we'll talk about those, and you can go to PC Gamer to get the full, full disclosure. But why would you after we cover it, you know? After we, yeah. After we, you know, kind of... Just trample all trample over it. Trample over it, misrepresent all the facts, uh, you know, <laughs> as we like, we like to do. So yeah. our, first, our first wondrous news story has to do with one of our most beloved game publishers, Zynga. Aww. Makers of such craptacular games as, well, Petville, Mafia Wars, Vampire Wars... Um, Farmville. Farmville. Well, there's wondrous news to report. Yes, they um they are executing a cost reduction plan. Um, it had been announced uh a while back, I guess, in November, but now they're really doing it. And and what they've done is shut down and stopped accepting new players to eleven games. And uh, these are games that really surprised me. Petville, Mafia Wars 2, Fishville, Vampire Wars, Treasure Isle, Indiana Jones Adventure World, um, Mafia Wars Shakedown, Forestville, Montopia, Mojito Momo, <laughs> Mojitomo, Mojito Momo, and World Word Scramble Challenge. So a lot of them have been pulled from the App Stores or shut down or will be shut down by um, mid January. Um, they've also there's also a nice round of layoffs occurring. Um, a nice round of them. Yes, friendly. Um, but basically, this is all due to the fact that their share prices have been just decimated. Um, at least a oh, hundred employees have been laid off, and um, they've closed offices and um, are doing cool stuff like ceasing renewal deals with contractors. And yeah, it's uh, it's bad news for Zynga, but it couldn't happen to a nicer company. Um, at least definitely not a nicer CEO. 
Now, if you're a Zynga employee and you just think that the place is awesome and that they're just misunderstood, please write us at mail. M-A-I-L. At channelmassive.com. And um, tell us exactly how the rest of the world has misunderstood Zynga. But it really does seem like it's kind of a karma kind of thing happening to them right now. Uh, and by them, I mean Mark Pincus, who I think is kind of the scum of the earth. So, I don't know. Those are strong words. Maybe Noah has a, a way to make him sound better, but I don't. Yeah, I, I haven't heard a lot of positive things about him. Now, that said, even with, what is this, 11 or 12 games being shut down, Zynga still has dozens more. Sadly. But are still around. And have plans to copy dozens more, I'm sure, as well. Yeah. What was that copy of Tiny Tower? I can't remember. Oh, yeah, Dream Heights. Yeah, Dream Heights, yeah. Which was a, just a total blatant ripoff. It was awesome. Um, but, you know, the news doesn't stop there. In other news, you need to start being careful when you buy such things as Nintendo 3DSs from GameStop that have been used. And this one's kind of close to home. It happened at a Colorado GameStop. But a, um, a, uh, a family bought a used Nintendo 3DS or whatever the great word for you, pre, pre-owned Nintendo yeah. 3DS at a GameStop in Colorado and gave it to their five-year-old uh, for Christmas. Well, he opened, up the, he opened up the present, was probably in awe of receiving a 3DS. But unfortunately, whoever had had it before had managed to put a bunch of porn on it. Now, I don't have a 3DS, so I don't even know how that's possible. Um, but apparently... Somebody had a lot of pictures, photos on it that were, uh, you know, actually pornographic, including lewd sex acts and such. And um, the first they, the family heard of it was when the younger um, brother, brother asked the older brother, so it's like a five-year-old asking a, a seven- or eight-year-old, can you get these weird pictures off of this? So, of course, you can imagine that a scene of utter horror ensued as they as the parents found out what was going on. And um, upon further investigation with GameStop, uh, who's issued a statement? GameStop is currently researching this situation. We have a rigorous quality control process in place to ensure that existing content is removed from all devices before they are resold. Out of millions of transactions each year, ones like this happen very rarely. Our number one priority is to make this right for our customer. Of course, the family believes that the damage can never be undone. As they say on the Internet, some things can never be unseen, or all things can never be unseen. Um, but, you know, hopefully being a five-year-old, it just went right over his head. Um, but uh, yeah. but still, yeah. it's it does seem like it, something like this could could kind of happen pretty easily. I mean... You get, you know, you get in all this stuff from these trade-ins, and, and, you know, the process has to be one that, you know, is riddled with, you know, error, er, error prone, I guess you should say, I could say. See, I can't talk today, Noah, I'm telling you. But anyway, <laughs> um, it, it, you know, it can't be that, uh, that easy for something to fall through the cracks like this, where somebody's like, did you clear it off? Oh, yeah, I cleared it off. And then, of course, the guy was talking about something altogether different and it goes back into a box and gets, you know, sent out for redistribution. I went to a GameStop. Oh no, I think it was a micro center and I bought a used connect and <laughs> the things stand was totally snapped off. And there were, and the, you could see the cables connecting the base to the, to the camera part of the unit. Mm-hmm. It was another, it was totally just in fragments when I opened up the plastic wrap. So quality control is, you know, one of those things. It came from some company that that's all they do is take the recycled stuff in and then resell it. So anyway, be be prepared if you ever are to purchase a uh, used laptop or PC or, uh, you know, let alone one of these gaming devices. uh, You you might want to double check it before wrapping it up and giving it to the small child. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you think it's the right time and way to broach the subject of sexuality. Uh, yeah, son, we're going to look at these images together. <laughs> this is going to make you stronger. Let's look at Time for you to be a man. Let's look at those again. No. Mm, let's look at those again. Uh, yeah. So pretty, 
pretty disturbing in general, but uh, I don't know. Is it is it pretty easy to do that with a 3DS to put pictures? Yeah, on? it comes built in with a. I I I'm not sure about how it's worded, but I'm going to assume that those images were taken by the person of himself oh. and other people. Because uh, the cam- the 3DS comes built in with a 3D camera. Oh, that's just for some kids an invitation to make it as pervy as possible. Right. It's like take 3D images, make the 3D as strong or as subtle as you want. I mean, it's just yeah. Wow. Well, that's that's just really not good. Well, in more of upbeat news, this Dota thing or MOBA thing seems to really be picking up. I mean. There's all these games now that are, uh, you know, Dota 2 is out. There's Heroes of New Earth, League of Legends. Um, what's that other one called? I can't even remember it. It's like a more of a 3D. There's, you know, multiple people jumping in. Well, what's that? Smite, Demigod? Yeah, Smite. Um, well, the latest people to get on the bandwagon are, ironically, Blizzard. Uh, apparently now this is there's a little bit of rumor to this but um you know that's ironic since you know it's a originally i think moba was a starcraft two, uh, starcraft 1 uh add on, or a map and then really came into its own with all the different ones for warcraft 2 or 3 sorry boy um but anyway with the upcoming patch or the patch for um world of warcraft's 5.2 patch, which was released today. In the notes, there is no mention of this battleground, but there is a bunch of um, content included that some people have poured over because they really like to do this kind of thing. Oh gosh, they yeah. made a movie. Of That's it. what we'll be we'll be doing that. We'll be doing that. Yes, we'll be doing episode. that next week, right? They, <laughs> no stone left unturned. No. Patch update podcast. We've got to do it. <laughs> so they found a what looks like a battleground map that is a corridor-based map that looks just like a Dota map. And they made a movie of it. river down the middle. Yeah, I tried to watch the movie to understand, but there's something about it where I just can't really tell what the hell they're talking about. But anyway, they believe it's going to be called Defense of the Alehouse Battleground. Mm -hmm. Are you excited, Noah? I don't know. I mean, it wouldn't be the first time that... Blizzard introduced other game concepts as mini games within yeah, that's true. World of Warcraft because there's been what like Plants vs Zombies things. Bejeweled was literally built into it. There's been some pretty cool stuff. So MOBA stuff, sure, why not? It's a, it's already something that Blizzard has been experimenting with. Yeah, that's true. Within StarCraft, right, right. Uh, yeah, they did the MOBA or the Dota mod for that. So I've always saw it. With all the different, you know, I played a lot of their battlegrounds, and I always thought that a MOBA one would be really cool, but I thought it'd be hard to pull off, um, just because so much of the strategy is that you're evenly matched, and you know, when you go into these battlegrounds, I, I don't know if they've adjusted anything yet or not, but it's definitely not so much skill, so much there's skill to it definitely, but a lot of it's gear based, you know, so. Um, for instance, if you're twinked out level 19 versus someone who's just got basic gear at level 19, it's going to be a huge difference. So, mm-hmm. you know, that that makes me kind of wonder what it's what it's really going to be like. And le- like again, unless they've done something to balance that out that I'm not aware of, but it will be interesting. Oh, here's a statement from the um Blizzard spokesperson um, the public test realm provides our players with access to content that's currently being brainstormed, developed, and tested, oftentimes many months or even years before release. Many times this content never even appears in a live game. While we have exciting plans for the future of World of Warcraft Battlegrounds, we don't have any additional details to share at this time, including if and when any content on the PTR will become available. Yeah, but... So in other words, don't get your hopes up. Battle, we might never do that. Yeah, but the battlegrounds title is Defense of the L House. So Yeah. Highly likely. Which is totally D O T A. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um so interesting. Anyway, our final news story isn't really gaming related in, in that it is by extension. Um which is to say that we know that 
um, mobile phones and mobile devices and Internet-connected devices in general have become more and more ubiquitous over, well, well, definitely over the last three years, right? I mean, it's just kind of Mm -hmm. mushroomed, right? Well, there's an interesting story over on Polygon that there are now more devices in U.S. homes that are connected to the Internet than there are U.S. residents. This is from a a global statistics company called the NDP Group. Um, This is from their connectivity uh, branch research. Can you believe that? You know, it's not too surprising thinking of it just personally because I've got definitely multiple devices, whether it's my 3DS, my phone, my laptop, my computer, my DV, my, my Blu-ray player, my television there. I've got just like eight or nine items alone that are internet connected. It is. It's just, yeah, I guess so. You know, the, the here's the numbers. According to the report, us homes boast 425 million internet connected devices across a population of about 315 million. <laughs> To think that there's a hundred million more of them than there are us, kind of a hundred and ten more, scares me. Um, Computers Mm -hmm. are currently still the number one device used to access the Internet, although smartphones are gaining more traction as the second largest group of Internet-capable devices. Video game consoles, tablets, and already connected HDTVs are also becoming more widely used for Internet access. The information was gathered from a survey of 4,000 U.S. customers above the age of 18 conducted in the final quarter of 2012. Um, it's oh, Blu-ray players are listed too. It's yep, there's sad. an example. Mm-hmm. Well, I I've noticed that now. You know, these just when you go to buy a regular TV, not not even like a like a premium one, but just a you know a newer TV. I mean, the odds are it's gonna have access to apps and the ability to do like Netflix, for instance. It's almost a a requirement now. Yeah, I definitely expect it myself. Yeah. So, interesting times we live in. That's all I'm going to say. Pretty cool. Yeah. So, that's a wrap of our Intergeddon then. Now we're going to get into what we're playing. So, Mark, what have you been playing? Ah, lightning round. All right. So, <laughs> to prepare for the, the weeks to follow, I've been playing World of Warcraft, but not anything having to do with the Pandarans. So I know nothing about them or what they're up to. Um, mostly I've just been uh, trying to get some cash together so to rebuild my fortune. Uh, fortunately, you know, I, I smelted my my alt, my bank alt, which I told Jason the story and he thought it was hilarious. Couldn't stop laughing for a good 20 minutes. <laughs> um, but uh, so I've been doing that, um, playing a new character on the... Uh, with the undead storyline because it's so drastically different now, um, and that's it's really cool. It's well done. An undead hunter with a giant spider. It's kind of fun. I like it. Um, wow. I've been playing League of Legends, of course. Not as much as normal, but um, you know enough. Trying out all the new new champions and stuff. And I got I just got the insect guy, and I really like him. I can't remember his name now, but uh, he's cool. The uh, you know the the assassin one. Mm-hmm. I got him. Um, and then the stupid Flash game, Vector TD2. And I put a damn it next to it in my notes because I shouldn't play it as much as I do and I shouldn't like it as much as I do. But it's just so fun. It's just one of those pathway-type um, tower defense games, but it's really hard. And it's old school. It's it's like just Flash. Anyway, I've been trying to get, like, a perfect score on it. Um, Well, not a perfect score, but, like, do the hardest map with no lives lost. And I'm really close Mm -hmm. to getting it, and that's making it worse, because I'm, like, obsessed with just maxing that out, you know. (laughs) Um, And then, um, over the holiday, we played a lot of games on the uh, old Xbox console. So we, uh, it was me and my kids, mostly, but we played Rock Band 2, we wanted to play Rock Band 3, but found that one of my two kids at some point had taken it out of the case and scratched the hell out of it. So oh. we couldn't buy it. We couldn't play that, but I went and bought Rock Band Beatles for like $4, and we played some of that, and it was fun to watch them try and sing the harmonies. And, um, <laughs> and then um, Dead or Alive 4, that was really funny because Jennifer, my wife, started to play that. So it was the four of us. My It was me and my three-year-old daughter versus my wife and my six-year-old son. 
and it was evenly matched. It was really funny. Um, so we played that, and then Marvel versus Capcom. Um, we did the we did that, you know, but we would take turns two v- versus two because you can't do the four v four thing with that. And that was a lot of fun too. And um, my son is getting really good at like switching characters in and out and with weird combos and stuff. So he, uh, you know, we he never played with an equal um, handicap to us, but he definitely pulled off some stuff that was fun and interesting. So played that. Played some of the just the Xbox arcade games we downloaded. Like there's one where you eat a bunch of fish and your fish gets bigger, and then you can eat bigger fish and stuff. Some, some like that. So, did a lot of that. It was, it was really, it was really pretty fun. Well, that's cool. It sounds like you got a lot of quality time, not only for yourself but also with your family, which is just freaking awesome. Yeah, yeah. We had a. It was, it was not kind of the time off I had planned. I thought we'd be active and be out doing more. Um, you know, we only like hit the. There's like an indoor swimming pool we like to go to. We only got to do that once, and my daughter couldn't come because. Um, both kids really had these colds going back and forth. So we were, a lot of it, we were just, you know, it was like, almost like we were just kind of, uh, you know, home, stuck at home, <laughs> you know, kind of, kind of stuck with sitting on the sofa, but, uh, it was fun to play all the games, you know, I had a good time. What about you? Well, one of the best things about being on vacation, kind of like with what you're talking about, is I finally got to play a lot more games. Awesome. And they've they ranged across several different systems. Uh, I On my 3DS, I played some downloadable games, such as Fluidity Spine, uh, Spin Cycle and Escape Vector, which are just really cool, simple stylish games that use simple mechanics. Escape Vector is kind of like Pac-Man and Ooh. and uh, Quicks, I guess, mixed together. Oh, that's cool. And Fluidity Spin Cycle is uh, it's just a game where you tilt your 3DS to guide water through these really colorfully illustrated backdrops oh, and traps. That sounds pretty cool. Yeah, it's, it's, it's really, really a lot of fun. And then, of course, Professor Layton and the Miracle Mask. It's one of the, it's the newest Professor Layton game Really terrific, and New Super Mario Brothers 2, another really solid platformer. <coughs> then beyond that, uh, I finally got to spend some time with one of my best friends who's been living in Japan since earlier this year. He's somebody that I used to play console games with all the time every week, and now he's been gone, so he was actually here for Christmas, and we got together to play a bunch of stuff on PlayStation 3, and again, played some downloadable titles, The Unfinished Swan, which is really cool because you start out in this world that is it's three-dimensional. It's first-person perspective, but it's completely white. There's no sh- There are no shadows or anything. And the only way that you can navigate is throwing blobs of black paint. And then by the way that the paint splatters across surfaces and walls and doors and furniture, landscape, terrain, that's how you can actually see what's around you and navigate around through it. So it's kind of cool. Oh, wow. Surreal. Yeah. Sound Shapes is a rhythmic, a rhythm music-based platformer that I was really interested in. I thought it was exclusive to PS Vita, and Eric months ago told me, he's like, no, you can play it on PS3 too. So I, I finally got it. It was on sale. And it's really cool in that you have a little blob, essentially. It's a 2D side-scroller, and your blob adheres to surfaces unless you hold on the boost button, and then it doesn't. So that means that you can go straight up walls, you can stick to the ceiling, the catch is anything that's red will instantly kill you with one touch. So you kind of have to jump from one sticky surface to the next, avoiding anything red, whether it's an enemy or it's a pit or, or whatever. All the while, you're collecting these floating orbs that add layers to the music, whether it's a hi-hat, snare drum, bass drum, bass line, synthesizer, guitar, vocal parts. But the thing is, is that even though it's a side-scroller, it's a one screen at a time. So you'll collect elements of the music track on one screen, and then you'll go to the next screen, go from left to right, and then you might not have all those elements in place. You only have a few of them, and then you'll be picking up other musical elements. So it's really cool. And I tried it, started out with the demo, and once we got to this level that was music and art done by Beck, oh, like wow. the song was done by Beck, and the art style was completely radically different than the standard game. It was all hand-drawn illustrations, and it was like this post-apocalyptic cityscape with all this red fire burning against gray 
ruined skyscrapers and then these bright red bombs being dropped, just having screen filling explosions, but it's all hand drawn stuff. Oh, just really, really kick ass. That sold me on. I'm like, I'm buying this game. That's cool. But more than anything, we got together to play Resident Evil 6 since we played through so many of the Resident Evil games before. And it's got so much content, and it's you can play everything co-op. And we had a blast, but uh, we only got two-thirds through one of the four campaigns that the game has. And we spent like six or seven hours straight playing it. And it's just like, oh my gosh. Oh, wow. For a single-player or even two-player zombie-killing action game, this thing has just so much content. Oh, that's and we ended up having a lot of fun. It was really cool. Beyond that, in the Steam sale, I picked up a couple games that are available on Xbox 360, but they're just so much more affordable with the Steam sale. So I got Shadow of the Ninja and Deadlight, oh. uh, which are games that really need to be played with the controller. So I'm finally going to cross the bridge that Mark has crossed many years ago, as I'm sure as many of the rest of you have, and get a 360 controller for my PC. Oh, yeah, those are great. Plus, they're handy for your 360 if you've run out of batteries or something. <laughs> it's, <laughs> That's it's true. It's convenient, you know. Yeah, so I'm really excited to try the stealth platform action of Shadow of the Ninja. It's gotten so many great reviews over the last year. It's been mentioned as game of, as a game of the year contender for many. Then Deadlight is just a really dark and stylish side-scrolling zombie survival game platformer. Oh, right. Where like the foreground you and the zombies and the immediate foreground is all black, kind of like Limbo, but the rest of it's kind of like a, it's like a graphic novel, an illustrated graphic novel. So it's kind of washed out, desaturated colors, but everything in the foreground is black. So it makes for some really cool visuals, and it's apparently a really moody, dark story with some decent voice acting. So I'll report more on that later. Yeah, I'll look forward to hearing about that. Cool. Jeez, yeah, that's got a lot of gaming in, too. Yeah, and then next week it's just going to be Warcraft, Warcraft, Warcraft. Oh, yeah. It's going to be awesome. That's a wrap for what we're playing. We're not going to wrap up this show with some... We're going to compare notes, our notes, with PC gamers about what games we're looking forward to the most in 2013. So every once in a rare while, PC Gamer actually does something cool. And uh, in this case, they have an article up on their website called The Best PC Games of 2013. <clears throat> no and I question based on the number sheer number of games if it's just <laughs> the best of all of the games that will be coming out of 2013 which means all of the games cuz it's a ton of games but we were just kind of going through and and looking at some of the ones that interested us and um thought we'd just kind of compare notes so I'll just I'll just jump yeah. in right away with some of the ones that uh, I'm intrigued by um, first up is Watch Dogs, which is going to be the future of Ubisoft. Um, although, aren't they trying to sell the company right now or something? There's something, for, something's going on with Ubisoft right now. There might be, I don't know. Yeah, but anyway, um, so, you know, they're really, the Assassin's Creed license is huge to them right now. But they're looking at a new IP, uh, you know, developed by themselves. It looks kind of like Assassin's Creed in the in contemporary time or near future, and Watch Dogs mm -hmm. would be the first installment of this. It looks like um, looks like really 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 good graphics, so it's going to need some serious firepower, such as a cutting edge PC to play or for a console, maybe the next generation. But yeah, they're hanging their hats on this franchise and hoping it'll take them through the next de uh, decade. So that's interesting. The other one right after that in their list was Dead Space 3, which I haven't finished Dead Space 1 or 2, but I, I definitely thought it was really cool, like a cool concept. So mm -hmm. this one is going to be a co-op, have a co-op mode as a, as a primary gameplay mode. That might be really interesting. I mean, it might be like Left 4 Dead in space. I don't know. Yeah, I'm really excited about that, especially since you can opt in and opt out of the co-op at any time. That'd be really cool, yeah. And it's not like most co-op games, like Resident Evil, for instance, where if your second player stops playing, then the AI takes over. It's just the person's gone. Right. So basically, it flips back and forth between a single-player game and a retro game. Yeah. I'm sorry, a, a co-op game. Yeah. Um, what about you, Noah? I don't want to dominate the conversation. I'll, I'll just take turns. Oh, my gosh. So, listeners, I don't know if, if if you've checked out this article, but 
uh, just going through the first page, well, the second page of 13, where the games actually start, Alone, which is action, it's the action genre that we're in right now, I just found so many games, that, I, and it just kept going on, the screen just kept going on. I know, on. yeah, same thing. And this first one, I would say almost everything that I saw in here on the action stuff I'm familiar with, with a couple exceptions, but Watch Dogs is definitely high on my list, Dead Space 3, Tomb Raider, even though it started to get a little bit of negative press recently because apparently it's grand aspirations to be a very harrowing survival story with a lot of psychological development or character development. Right. It's falling short. Uh, Star, Star Wars 1313. Oh, big, big time interested in that one. Yeah. Uh, remember Me, a, a potential new IP. It's from a Japanese developer. They have a hard time kicking off new action-based Western style IPs over here and, and, and their home country. So, but you know, it's sci-fi and it's kind of got a trippy setup. So I'm there for that. The Star Trek game looks really cool. This whole Kirk and Spock, uh, interconnected story where you have both those guys going through. And I I can't remember, I think it is co-op and it's AI controlled or second player controlled. I, I can't remember or if it's just a single player and Spock is always AI. It just looks cool. It's lots of balls of law action and pr- probably not a, you know, a real Star Trek yeah. game conceptually, but in <clears> my <throat> experience, Mark, I don't know if this is true for you, my favorite Star Trek games have been the ones that have been just pure action. Yeah, same for me. Um, what is the one? Uh, Elite, Elite Force. Force. I loved Elite Force. That. I just loved that game. Uh, Monaco is one that we've talked about that yeah. I think looks really cool. Um, Castlevania Lords of Shadow 2, Zwei, which looks like it could be a really awesome, very scary new entry into the hair or the horror subgenre. And then there's ones that I've not heard of, like Legend of Dungeon and Retrovirus. Yeah, I haven't heard of those. Yeah. Interesting. But Legend Le- Dungeon is, it looks like it's a four player dungeon graphics yes like it's kind of like a kind of like a monaco type thing where it's really retro um it's got this kind of a dungeon crawl like kind of a uh rogue like clone but better graphics than that looks really cool it looks neat it's it looks kind of like Diablo from the side, kind of like shoebox. Like Diablo. if you took Terraria and Diablo and combined them, maybe something like that. Yeah. Without because it's, kind of, it's like two and a half D side scrolling. Yeah, really freaky looking. Looks cool though. Fortnite looks cool. I don't know if you noticed that, but um, basically Epic is generating this one to kind of showcase their Unreal Four engine, and it's yeah. like a it's like a zombie killing tower defense game. But they're planning for it to have a lot of. Um, Updates and you know DLC packs and, and eventually it says allowing players to connect Rube Goldberg style machines of death, which of course sounds awesome to me. And also Star Forge was another one. Yeah, that was on my list too. Looks like a Minecraft gun, uh, in space kind of game with guns and more realistic um, graphics. That looks really sweet. Now that's a crowdfunded indie project, so. I don't know if that's good or bad, but it's interesting. I think the dark looks really intriguing as well. And it, so many of these games that we've mentioned, I I am really I'd be really surprised if all these games came out in 2013. Right. I wouldn't have even considered if I were writing this story putting Beyond Good and Evil 2 or even Watch Dogs Star Wars 1313. I wouldn't have put them on this list cuz I really don't think that they're going to come out this year. And that said, Dark was a game that I was kind of not expecting to come out this year, but it's it's like van- you, you play a vampire. It's a stealth action game. Yeah, it kind of reminds and, me of um, Vampire the Masquerade, but like yeah. an updated version, you know? Yeah, and it it just looks kind of, it's got a kind of a creepy dark art style. Yeah. And could be really cool because there aren't a lot of games that have you play as vampires that i can think of no i mean and it's a really fun i mean i guess you could say you know a lot of the bethesda game like skyrim and oblivion have that but it's a minor part but to Mm -hmm. where you totally base the game on it like vampire the masquerade um and then this dark one that is going to be cool i'm really really looking forward to that 
I think Retrovirus also looks pretty sweet too. It's a first-person shooter that goes in all directions, six axes of direction. So it's kind of like Descent and Quake mixed together, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, it does look like a Descent kind of uh, spiritual successor to Descent, sort of. And last but not least on my list, I thought that Collateral looked cool because I love futuristic sci-fi racers. And this one... It's a cyberpunk taxi driving game with car combat. Yeah. So you have cars flying through the night lit super skyscraper landscapes. It looks kind of Blade Runner-esque. I think it could be pretty damn cool. What do you think about Microsoft like kind of coming to the, uh, the party a little late? Oh, actually, it's Undead Labs um, with the zombie survival open world game called State of Decay. Oh yeah, I, there were like several zombie games, and I'm like, still, there's more like yeah, playground, state of decay. What was this other one? The dead linger. Yeah, I, you know, if if it's good, that's great. I mean, as we've seen with The Walking Dead this year and Deadlight, there's still surprisingly room for people to uh, expand. And there's other there's actually another zombie game that's that's a little bit later in this list that I'm going to bring up but yeah I, I don't know the state of decay especially with the huge implosion that War Z had Yeah true this isn't a smart idea I don't know about that either But these are the people we've talked about them years ago when they first found established themselves they're like we are going to make a zombie based MMO and they were the first people I think we ever talked about doing it, and yet they've had two other games that are similar yeah. since then. Kind of weird, but I guess it's a it's an established genre now. Yeah, just like World War II first-person shooters. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> well, I know. Shall we go to the next page? Yes, I think it's time. I was really excited about the next page because it's all adventure games. But that said, the, the list... Didn't have as many games in it, but I'm just going to rattle off the ones that I think look good. I'm not sure how much of an aficionado you are of adventure games, Mark. It depends. Uh, no, it's not really my thing. Um, okay, so I'll try to make this as painless as possible. <laughs> so first up, not surprising at the top of their list, is The Cave, which is coming from Double Fine, which you know as Ron Gilbert there of Monkey Island and Day of the Tentacle fame. The Cave has been getting a lot of buzz because it looks like a platformer game when you see the screenshots, but it's an adventure game. It really does. So anything that helps move the genre forward or helps transform it, evolve it, I think is great. And there's no question that Ron Gilbert has fantastic experience and uh, direction, thought, instinct. That's the word I was looking for in terms of making a game like this. So I can't wait to see what they do. Gone Home is another one that I think sounds really cool because... It's set in the 90s, I think. Oh, wow. Yeah, 95, you're this girl who's come home to her family's home in the suburbs from college, and everyone is missing. Her parents are missing. Her sister's missing. And it's really spooky. You just kind of go around. It's kind of mist style, I suppose, through this very well-designed replica of what 1995 was like, this house, and there's these little audio tapes, and you're trying to figure out what exactly happened. Wow. To the family. And uh, that definitely has some appeal. Republic was on this list, which I thought was kind of funny because I thought it was a game that was canceled, that it wasn't still being developed, but as it's been around forever with this whole Aurelian uh, government super uh, surveillance society type thing, it, it could be cool, but I'm not going to hold my breath. Yeah, the graphics look awesome, at least the picture, but... Then Starbreeze making an adventure game I thought was kind of surprising, and it's it's really kind of esoteric. They made the uh, the really terrific Chronicles of Riddick, um, Butcher Bay, right? FPS which was really good. Yeah, and they and they've done some other FPSs that haven't been quite as well received, but this one is kind of a, as I recall, it's kind of like a Three Vikings esque thing where each brother has very specific abilities, and you have to kind of get them through these. Adventure game and platforming style challenges using the brothers who have very different personalities. And they're looking for a cure for their dying father. Huh. So it's supposed to be a very emotional thing. And I loved how emotional Walking Dead was. So Oh, yeah. 
you know, if we get more awesome adventure games that are really deep and uh, thoughtful, which they usually are, the good ones are, that's cool. There's another Broken Sword game. Love that series. Think it's great. I'm really glad that they're getting to go forward. And there are ones in here that I just saw a screenshot. I have no idea what the hell it's about, but it looks like a, either a classic game or one that's really interesting, whether it's the art style of Tengami, which uses paper cutouts and marionette yeah. animation, or the journey of Ayasir, which looks like an old Tales of Monkey Island or Sierra adventure game. There's just so much cool stuff. And last but not least in this one, well, okay, Shadowgate remake, got to check that out. And then Jane Jensen has a new adventure game coming out, and she made Phantasmagoria and Gabriel Knight. Oh, no, Phantasmagoria, I played that whole game through. Yeah, so she's she's finally getting back into adventure game creation. She made one called Grey Matter last year. It finally got released. It had a troubled development cycle, and now she's doing the whole crowdfunding thing, and she's doing this cool game called Mobius hmm. that... Uh, it's going to be kind of Gabriel Knight-esque, so I'm looking forward to see how it develops. There are a ton of these games. I mean... It just goes on and on. There was yeah. one that um, that looked interesting to me. I don't know why, but I guess it's just because I've been reading a lot of sci-fi lately, but Extra Solar looks pretty cool from Lazy 8 Studios. And it's like a... It's like a... Uh, all about a Voyage to Mars... Kind of cool. Yeah, and that's what's neat is that all these adventure games, they're not shoehorned and they're not all fantasy. They're not all sci-fi. Some of them are historic. Some of them are futuristic. Yeah. Some of them are modern times. And it's just like, wow, there's just so, there are so many paths and stories that can be gone through in here. Yeah. Pretty cool. Yeah. So that's the adventure page. FPS. It's the next one. I think that's a good one to go through. Do you, do any of these stick out for you? Bioshock Infinite. Oh my gosh, yeah, that's like <clears throat> one of my top games anticipated this year. Yeah, that one. That's the biggest one for me. Um, let's see here. I actually liked Dead Island, so Riptide's probably cool. Mm-hmm. Coming in April. Um, There's the other Walking Dead game where you play as Merle and Daryl. Oh really? Oh my gosh. Rival instinct. And apparently it's not, you know, it's not going to be left for dead where you're running around shooting as many zombies as you can. It's going to be much more moment to moment survival from a first person perspective. Wow, that could be really cool. I guess um, Tin to the Sea is supposed to come out too. That's the one from um, Mojang or, you know, Notch, maker of Minecraft. That's due out for 2013, at least in Alpha in March. And I've always loved a good Aliens game. I mean, Alien stuff usually freaks me out quite a bit. But Aliens Colonial Marines looks like it has quite the potential, more so than Aliens vs. Predator. Oh, yeah. Game. Did you ever play Rise of the Triad, the original game? Yes, I do remember so, that. Okay, mm-hmm. So as I was scrolling down through this list and I saw Rise of the Triad, I was like, did somebody put that in as a joke? And then I looked and the graphics are really nice. So it looks like they're re- they're doing a remake of uh, Rise of the Triad coming out in Q1, and it's Apogee. And I love that game, especially the multiplayer. Yeah, I remember it being zany and fun. Yeah, like jump platforms that would shoot you up in the air and stuff, and yeah, mm-hmm. and pure carnage. So that should be that should be pretty cool. That's pretty much it for me for FPS. It's just not my favorite. Yeah, it's not my first either. I don't have anything else either. Right. The next page. Here we go. MMO, Elder Scrolls Online. Yeah, I'm too skeptical about that. I just don't know how that's going to work, but we will see what they do. I didn't know if they'd pull Fallout off either, but Bethesda did that one, so... Yeah, but look at Bioware and Star Wars The Old Republic. There's always that example. But it's not really that bad of a game, really. It's not, it's not but I just, what are what is a reasonable expectation? Because what burdened Old Republic was that it was like, this is the WoW killer. This yeah. is the only thing against Blizzard. Once this comes out, nobody will play that WoW game anymore. Well, that wasn't true. But I didn't think it would be, and I don't think anyone that I knew thought it would be either. So, so how big, how big of an expectation should do you think people should have for Elder Scrolls Online? What what would be if Old Republic was being constantly stacked up against World of Warcraft? Yeah, I don't know. I 
scrolls online be compared to or esteemed with? Yeah, I don't know. Obviously, you know, you have to think of World of Warcraft as the number one. And I gotta tell you, after playing it lately, it's it it holds up really well. I think it's because the art direction is so good. Yeah. And they've gone back and touched up, you know, Azeroth and, you know, the, everything looks really good in a kind of weird, like, 32-bit kind of <laughs> way. I mean, or 16-bit kind of way, you know. You know what I mean? I mean, it's not really 16-bit, but it's, like, not photorealistic. But it still yeah. looks really good, and it's, and it's I don't know, it, it holds up pretty well based on their art direction, so... I guess you'd have to hold this up to that, and we'll have to see if it really does. I don't know. But there's... Shadowrun there, I'm intrigued by, just because I'd love to see something good happen with Shadowrun in video games, because it's been a long time. It doesn't seem like people are pulling off Shadowrun very well, at least computer you know, implementations of it. So it would be really cool if they finally got it right. Yeah. Neverwinter, another one. That's another one I've got my fingers crossed for. Yeah, I mean, what do you what do you expect from this one? I I don't know. I really love Neverwinter Nights, um, the first one, mm-hmm. but this is perfect world entertainment, right? <laughs> so, I, well, Cryptic's making it. Yeah, publish a perfect world. Cryptic's, Cryptic's making it. Yeah, so it. It could be good. I don't know. It ba- basically, the description that um, PC Gamer put in was, Cryptic's latest shares a setting, but little else with the Bioware RPG series from a few years ago. So that sets the tone. We'll see. In other words, it's going to be more like City of Heroes than Lost. Oh, God, I hope it's not. Well, City of Heroes, yes. Um, Champions, hopefully not. But we'll see. Uh, yeah. That's a good point. All right, well. <laughs> moving on. Moving on. <laughs> Marvel Heroes, it's basically Ultimate Alliance turned into Mua, an MMO. Yeah, by Gazillion Entertainment. Don't know. I'm I'm really hedging my bets on this. I'm not sure it's going to be that great. But yeah. if it were, if it were easy to jump in, jump out, and have some really cool fun with other people, that might be nice. Who did did Gazillion do Superhero Squad? The, I'm just going to look that up. Because that is really familiar. They I know pulled they, that off pretty well. Who did? Who's the people that make that? Um, Gazillion did that. So maybe, because that's pretty cool the way they did Superhero Squad the game. So we'll see. Here's an interesting title, Sir. 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 What? Sir. Sir, you are being hunted. Uh, yeah, I love that. <laughs> that kind of doesn't sound good, does it? No. <laughs> well, I love the Stalker games. This is. Are you talking about Cerverium? Oh, Cerverium. Yeah. Yeah. I. Uh, I don't know. I looked at it and I'm like, eh, next. That was my initial. Yeah. Cover. I have a warm. No, I haven't finished the Stalker games, but I played them in the way that they, you know the way they got the setting just right and the mood, the way they captured the mood for, for what it would be like to hang out in a Chernobyl that had weird events occurring. Kind of like if you mixed like what happened with Chernobyl with lost sort of the way they did that, it was really cool. And the way they told the story mm-hmm. and then everybody talked like that or from, you know, <laughs> but uh, it, it was pretty cool. And I mean, I, I think they could maybe pull off something like this, but we'll see. But we, which one were you talking about with the sir you're being hunted? That's a game on another list. Oh. I'm like, wait, that's not no. Oh. <laughs> so I apologize for the oh, tangent. No problem. My next MMO that I was looking forward to was Wildstar, which I mentioned last Even week. Even though it's made by hated NCSoft. Yeah. yeah. I loved the demo that I saw of it a couple of oh, years really? ago. And I, I, both Scott and I played a demo. We we both played, we each played different races through a different starter areas. And great. it's got a great graphics engine. It's kind of reminiscent of World of Warcraft. Very cartoony and exaggerated but something that's going to age really well and look really nice um and just fun action based gameplay and very distinct traits and abilities between each of the character classes that really impact how you go through a quest that's pretty much the same but thanks to your character class you have to accomplish it action wise quite differently oh that is cool yeah 
And it's like, it's kind of like, what is it, Firefly? Right, right. Kind of Western in space. Kind of like Titan AE from that perspective as well. So those are franchises that I really like. And to see that kind of flavor being brought in made me optimistic. Because Scott and I, when we went to check it out, we were like, this is going to (laughs) suck. Wow, this is cool. Not too bad, huh? Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Well, SOE has an interesting one coming out in 2013, Wizardry Online, which the claim is that it's a uh, an MMO that's been in development for 30 years, because Wizardry started 30 years ago. <laughs> Bit of a stretch, but um, it's supposed to be another hardcore online RPG, including such concepts as permadeath. Personally, that does not appeal to me at all, but it no. will be interesting to see what they do with it. World of Darkness, however, ah, I just want that to make it out. I didn't think we'd ever see this getting close to fruition. So, yeah, I don't think that it's going to come out. I mean, it's one of the, it's another example in those games. I'm like, really, two thir- twenty thirteen? Yeah. But if it did, I'd be really happy just to see oh, yeah. what happens because I love the World of Darkness. Me too. It's a great. Thing. I think it'd be awesome, and and I think they could pull it off. But we will see. Yeah. Let's see anything else exciting in the MMO genre. Otherland has potential just because it's going to mash up fantasy with sci-fi, with medieval, because it's kind of like got this holodeck setting where it's just all these different virtual worlds mashed together. I guess it could be kind of like Ready Player One. Oh, yeah. And it's free to play. I don't know much about it. It's based on a series of sci-fi novels by sci-fi novels by Tad Williams. Mm-hmm, but never heard of it. This is another one of, the, one of those examples of, hey, it's got a cool screenshot. Yeah. Let's... Check it out. And then Infinity could be cool. I thought of you also when I read this description in that it's a procedurally generated universe featuring seamless space-to-surface flight. Yeah, that's cool. That would be awesome. Yeah, if somebody could pull that off, mm. I'd be excited about that. In the meantime, otherwise, World of Warplanes could be... Could yeah, that looks good. ...satiate my desire for air, aerial combat because I just love it. That looks really cool. I, especially because they did such a good job with World of Tanks. So I'm looking forward to that yeah. one. Uh, That's kind of where I peter out in this list. Well, I, I guess there's a, there's a few platformers that look cool. Lovers in a Dangerous Space Time, which I've mentioned to oh, my yeah. friend. We talked about it on the show or not. Yeah. Just a super simple game where you're in this little death, pink Death Star that's you can see a cutaway of, and it's like a 2D platformer where you have to run from one control station to another to deal with incoming asteroids and threatening ships. That looks cool. And then two other things. Contrast, it's this spooky platformer where it's all done with shadows that are projected on this dark scene. Yeah, that looks pretty freaky. Yeah, and it looks like it's got it's going to try to do a, a serious story. We're in, and then, we're in console games now, by the way. Or platform yeah. games, I mean. Um, yeah, platformer games, yeah. yeah. And then Apotheon was the only other one that I thought looked cool, because it kind of replicates the look and feel of Grecian yeah. Potter. I saw a video or something for Apotheon a while back, and it looked cool, because that is the art style. There was, a, there was some article that talked about some of the newer art styles that were coming out, and I think lovers of... Um, Lovers in a Dangerous Space Time was listed in there, too. Yeah, I just, I'm a sucker for really cool art styles. I'll always give a game a second look if it's got something kind of creative yeah. or nostalgic to me. I mean, I'll also check out pixelated 16-bit looking games as well. Oh, yeah. But stuff that's truly unique and novel like that Apotheon could have some potential. Yeah, that looks good. I, I didn't really look at the puzzle games just because I... Not not big on puzzle games. Um, <laughs> racing games, I don't know if there are any that you're excited about. Um, well, there's that one racing game that we were checking out a few weeks ago that was on Kickstarter, and I wonder if it's listed in here. I don't see I don't it. either, yeah. It was, a, it was a sci-fi futuristic... Oh, no, wait, yeah, it's here, it's Distance. Oh, that there it is, is. yeah, okay. Because it has your cars doing things from racing up the sides of buildings. just Very Tron-like, yeah. Yeah, that looks really cool. That's the only one on there that 
really sticks out for me. For RPGs, um, of course, Dragon Age 3, Inquisition. I have to check that. Wasteland 2, incredibly excited about that. I know how I cannot wait to see how that turns out. I hope it's as good as everyone. I hadn't else. even seen any screenshots until now, and I'm just showing a little picture of of it. It looks pretty spot on. Yeah, man, it looks really cool. Um, Grim Dawn from the people behind Titan Quests. No way, yeah, really? Yeah, it looks pretty sweet. Um, wow, I didn't know that they were working on something. Like, well, I guess they're a new company now. Yeah, I didn't either. Shadowrun Returns. That's another. Kickstarter game, isn't it? Yeah. That could be good because that kind of gets back to the games that were best on the Shadowrun, which were the old RPGs back in the 80s and early 90s. Yeah. Man, that would be... Speaking of that, there's one here called Echelon uh, Book 3 that looks really old school. Like you make, it makes me wonder where if I would need like a... Uh, an Amiga or an Atari ST to play it. Um, Did you see there was Sacred 3 on here? No, no. Oh, there it is. Yeah, wow. Wow, that could be, <laughs> that could be pretty cool, too. Divinity or Horde Original Sin. Gosh, there's so much stuff coming out for 2013. I don't, I don't know what the hell I'm going to do. And yeah. I like Red Faction... And so there's this one, Mars War Logs, which looks interesting. The Caribbean one could be really cool. Yeah. It was like pirate RPG action-adventure games like Sid Meier's Pirates. So, yeah, there's God, even more games that could be cool, provided that at least a chunk of these come out. Yeah. If, if the only. Next, the next genre that's covered is Sims. I'm not a big Sim player, though. No, you? I wouldn't even know where to... What to talk about for that? Um, unless like civilization counts, but I consider that strategy. So, um, yeah. sport trials evolution trials is fun. Game. Yeah, uh, well done. Harder than the original, that's for sure. I actually downloaded the demo and I played that just this last during my vacation, and I told my mom like, "You should try this," because I remember having her play the original Trials HD, and she was doing okay. Trials Evolution, though, too demanding for her. She oh, just yeah. Because it was like keeping a counter of how many times she restarted oh, on each level. And she got over 100. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, that would be... Through, like at 130 attempts, the 130th attempt. Now, granted, she's not starting from the very beginning. She's just starting whatever her last checkpoint was. But, oh, that was kind of brutal. Yeah, that is brutal. Well, speaking of brutal, in the strategy section... Yes. Total War Rome 2... Graphics look stunning. I've I've never liked the Total War games that much, but um, there you have it. Looks like a really cool looking one. Now, of course, you have to mention StarCraft II: Heart of the Swarm is due out March twelfth. Oh, yeah. That I will be buying that immediately. Doing nothing else, I'm sure. Command and Conquer has something for 2013 lined up. I haven't played any of their stuff in so long. I. Yeah, it's kind of cool to see them still going, but it's definitely one that's I've never grabbed onto. It's always sounded cool. Yeah, um, Company of Heroes Two is due out from THQ. That looked really cool. Yeah. I never thought I'd be interested in a World War Two game, but that one looked cool. I just I still never played the first one. I got it. Yeah, I got a THQ bundle via Steam sale. Oh yeah, me too. The original Company of Heroes. Yeah, but I haven't. I've played a couple missions, and it was really cool how it worked. I thought they did a really good job. Um, I don't know. There's End of Nations. Mojang Scrolls. Yeah, that's interesting. That looks really more tactical. Like, uh, Yeah, I had gosh. no idea it was going to look like that. Wow, I don't it's know. It's got like a hex-based grid, and it's a collectible card game. And just like, eh. oh, yeah. I like collectible card games if they're the real cards, but I don't really like playing them on a computer. And if I did, I would probably just play the Magic the Gathering one, but uh, we'll see what they do with yeah. it. Ooh, this one, uh, Eador, Masters of the Broken World, looks interesting, because I've always been looking for a good like fantasy-based civilization game, and this looks like it might work. I've been looking for basically a upgraded version of Master of Magic, which is one of my favorite strategy mm-hmm. games. This looks pretty pretty interesting. Um, yeah, it's, gosh. Divinity 
Dragon Commander. Boy, the Divinity franchise is just expanding across the... <laughs> yeah. Pretty soon they'll make the Divinity game console. <laughs> uh, gosh. Gotis could be cool. I, you know, Peter Molyneux sometimes makes really appealing strategy games like Black and White, which sucked me in. At least it appealed to me. I don't know if I really enjoyed playing it, but who knows? Maybe Gotis will be cool. Um, here's a here's one to blow your mind. Plants vs. Zombies 2. Oh my gosh, I cannot wait. Yeah, that will be really cool. I love that game. My whole family it loves that game. It is overdue. I oh, mean, yeah. shoot, that all they've done is just ported it to a million different systems and platforms over the last two or three years. Yeah. Pretty cool. Gosh. Hey, where is it? It wouldn't... What's his name's... Uh, Jordan. Robert Jordan? Uh, no, the space game. Space Industries? Oh, yeah, I didn't see that under, uh... I didn't see that anywhere in here. I, I heard reference would... to it in one of the Somewhere. other games, but... Yeah. Robert... Oh, Rob... well, they do have for 20... Oh, here we go. 2014 and beyond. Elite Dangerous by Frontier, and then Star Citizen. Oh, no, there no. Yeah. yeah. Star Citizen. Yep, Chris Roberts' new project. Chris Roberts, that's who I'm thinking of. Yeah. Project Eternity, definitely a game that I'm intrigued. What am I gonna do if Elite and that and um, Star Citizen come out like at all near the same time? I'll be totally hosed. <laughs> of course, yeah. So Starcraft Two: Legacy of the Void for 2015, with the Protoss. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, that'll be fun. I'm definitely looking forward to Mass Effect, the next Mass Effect game, whatever it may be, but. Two years out is a long time. Well, you should right? you should start out by writing your protest letter already for the ending, just so you're ready. <laughs> no. Yeah. And that pretty much wraps it up. Yeah. Thanks, PC Gamer, for putting that together. It's a, yeah, holy cow. I need to bookmark this. Yeah. Come back to it. Definitely. Over the year to be like, wait, what was that really one kick-ass game that I remember seeing? Oh, I know. Pretty awesome. Yeah, great find there, Mark. Oh, yeah. Well, thank you. Listeners, let us know before we venture into World of Warcraft land. Yeah. Games you're looking forward to the most this upcoming year, if anything, on that PC game list caught you off guard, surprised you like you did with us. Like, what is this? I want to I want to play it. Or if it just confirms some stuff, it's like, yep, those are the games that I have been looking forward to. Yeah. And let us know if we should look for you in Azeroth on our, the Arthas server Arthas server send any of that in to M-A-I-L yeah channelmaster.com and that's a rep this episode is fast huh yeah that was fast and furious pretty good right on we'll be back next week with our brand new Brave New World and hilarity will ensue <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>